Hello and welcome to Post Plus Coping with COVID News. And we have some uh, good information for you today. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast for those of you who are new and particularly those who are maybe listening to uh, that, that are outside the United States. We have quite a few. So today is the 21st of March and it's Sunday. And uh, we'll get right into uh, the news and we'll talk about some coping strategies that I have. So I'll just program this little Google apparatus. Here we go. Hey Google, tell us the world news, please. Sometimes it takes a minute to think. Here's the latest world news from DW News Brief at 8 a.m. today. This is DW News and these are our top stories. Authorities in Australia have declared a natural disaster as torrential rains continue to pummel the east of the country. Authorities have evacuated people from near Sydney as more than 30 centimetres of rain fell on the area in just over a day. The city's largest dam has overflowed. Emergency services are warning of a life-threatening situation. A new wave of protests have been held in Myanmar against its military rulers. One man was killed and several wounded when police opened fire on a group setting up a barricade in the central city of Moniwa. Nearly 250 people have been killed since the army took power in a coup on February 1st. Turkish police have arrested a prominent pro-Kurdish politician who'd been staging a protest in parliament for the past five days. Omer Farouk Gölioğlu refused to leave the building after he was stripped of his seat and his immunity as lawmaker. This is DW News from Berlin. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DW News or visit our website, dw.com. From BBC Minute at 11.58 a.m. today, I'm Freddie. This is BBC Minute. Chinese health officials have appealed to the public to have a coronavirus vaccination amid signs many people mistakenly think there's no need to be inoculated. China has administered five doses for every hundred people, far less than nations like the UK and US. Rebels trying to oust the president of the Central African Republic say the former head of state, Francois Bozizé, is now in charge of their group. A spokesman for the rebels has said that Mr. Bozizé has agreed to lead the rebellion following a request from the six armed groups. The British royal family is reviewing its diversity policies in the wake of allegations of racism made by the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. The BBC has been told that the work began before the remarks made by Prince Harry and his wife Meghan. And Kylie Jenner is facing backlash online. It's after she asked her followers to donate to a crowdfunding page to help pay for emergency surgery for her makeup artist after she survived a car accident. Yeah, some can say the self-made billionaire should be generous and cover it herself. 1759G. BBC Minute. From BBC News Summary at 11.06 a.m. today. Hello, this is Danielle Yawovetska with the BBC News. 
The U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has called for a responsible end to the war in Afghanistan during a brief unannounced visit to Kabul. Speaking after talks with President Ashraf Ghani, Mr. Austin refused to be drawn on whether the Biden administration still plans to withdraw troops from Afghanistan by May. He said high levels of violence must be reduced through a negotiated deal. What we want to see is a responsible end to this conflict. I mean, I heard that from everyone as I talked to all of our partners here today, that everyone is really desirous of a responsible end, a transition to something else. There's a, a lot of energy focused on you know, doing what's necessary to bring about a responsible end, a negotiated settlement. Chinese officials have appealed to the public to have a coronavirus vaccination amid signs of people's reluctance to get a jab. Health experts in Beijing say many Chinese people mistakenly think there's no need to be inoculated because the country has largely brought the pandemic under control. China has administered 75 million doses, but that's just under five for every hundred people, far less than nations with the most advanced vaccination programs. China hopes to inoculate 40% of its population by the end of June. The Philippines has demanded that China withdraw more than 200 vessels, which Manila says are encroaching on its territorial waters and violating maritime rights. Here's Michael Bristow. The Philippines says the Chinese fishing boats, which arrived two weeks ago, don't appear to be fishing. Photographs show them lined up side by side in formation. Manila says they're staffed by China's maritime militia. Whatever they're doing, the Philippine defense minister said it was a clear provocation. He demanded they leave. Chinese vessels are in the disputed area of the South China Sea, claimed by both Manila and Beijing. The Chinese say they have sovereignty over 90% of the South China Sea, even though an international court has rejected that claim. It's been revealed that the royal family in Britain is reviewing its diversity policies in the wake of allegations of racism made by the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Prince Harry and his wife Meghan made their comments in their interview with Oprah Winfrey. Daniela Ralph reports. Royal sources stress they already have policies, procedures and programs in place, but accept more can be done and improvements made. Buckingham Palace is seeking independent views and looking at new ways of approaching all issues of diversity within the royal households. The work began before the Duke and Duchess of Sussex were interviewed by Oprah Winfrey and made allegations of racism within the royal family. Comments made by Meghan and Harry will now form part of this review which has the full support of the royal family. You're listening to the latest world news from the BBC. Rebels trying to oust the president of the Central African Republic say the former head of state, Francois Bozizet, is now in charge of their group. A spokesman for the Coalition of Patriots for Change told the French news agency that Mr Bozizet had agreed to lead the rebellion following a request from the six armed groups. He had earlier denied the accusation that he was behind the rebellion, which began in December. The CAR has been extremely unstable since 2013, when the overthrow of Mr Bozizet led to a civil war. Thousands of Australians have been warned to be ready to leave their homes as severe flooding worsens in suburbs of Sydney. Days of torrential downpours across large areas of New South Wales have caused dams to overflow, damaged homes and forced schools to shut. Houthi rebels in Yemen say more than a dozen soldiers and officials will be prosecuted for causing a fire that killed 45 people earlier this month in a detention centre for migrants. The group admitted it was responsible for the blaze, which it says was started by tear gas canisters.
The Egyptian author and Dr. Nawal Sadawi, who's been described as the Arab world's leading feminist, has died in Cairo. She was 89 and had been ill for some time. Emily Haller reports. Nawal Asadawi revolutionised discussions on gender in Egypt, championing women's political and sexual rights. She wrote more than 50 books, including the widely translated novel Woman at Point Zero. Much of her writing was banned in Egypt for decades, and in 1981, Ms. Asadawi was imprisoned under the government of President Sadat for her outspoken views. A huge focus of her work was on stopping female genital mutilation, something she suffered as a child and her activism contributed to the country outlawing it in 2008. Last year, Time magazine named her as one of its 100 women of the year. BBC News. From Global's newsroom at 11.54am today. From Global's newsroom at 6 o'clock, a former leader of the Conservative Party has told Swarbrick on Sunday on LBC many fellow Tory MPs have doubts about the government's plans to extend its emergency coronavirus powers for a further six months. Sir Ian Duncan-Smith says he's among those questioning why the extension has to be for so long, given that half of UK adults have received a first dose of vaccine. And ahead of this week's vote in the Commons, he's suggesting a compromise. The important thing here would be for the government to say, well, we have to extend, otherwise we'll end up unlocking too early, but we will extend for a shorter period and review it again, say, in June. Now, that would make more sense than a blanket six-month uh, advance. The Defence Secretary has suggested it's premature to book a summer holiday abroad following a rise in COVID cases in Europe. Ben Wallace says we can't be deaf and blind to what's going on outside the UK. An 18-year-old man has been charged with the murder of a teenager the same age who was stabbed to death in East London on Wednesday afternoon. Hussein Chowdhury, who was a first-year law student, was stabbed in the neck on Leebridge Road in Walthamstow. Marvin Ward, who's from Ilford, is due before Barkingside Magistrates tomorrow. The daily number of deaths within 28 days of a positive COVID test is at its lowest for nearly six months at 33. Just under 5,500 new infections have been confirmed. A record 873,000 vaccination doses were delivered yesterday. The leader of the UK's biggest union has told Swarbrick on Sunday on LBC that Keir Starmer will have to follow more socialist policies if he wants to be the next Prime Minister. Len McCluskey of Unite says if Labour is turned into an establishment party, Sir Keir will be ditched in the dustbin of history. I'm urging Keir to look at his pledges, to reject the siren voices of the, 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 the ghouls of New Labour and to stick to the radical policies that will win back the Red Wolves. Yes. Arsenal have fought back from three goals down to draw three all with West Ham in the Premier League at the London Stadium. Earlier, Chelsea reached the last four at the FA Cup by beating Sheffield United 2-0. The weather, cloudy with some light rain or drizzle in the north and northwest tonight, otherwise dry with clear spells leading to a frost in places a low of minus two. A mainly dry day tomorrow with variable cloud and sunny spells, some drizzle in the north and northwest and a high of 12. From Global's Newsroom, I'm Tim Humphrey. That's all for now. Okay. Um, and um, I choose the uh, worldwide news station. So I think that are the best. The United States has news stations, but they seem to be 
competing and you don't get the best um, news, I think. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with COVID. Um, and we'll go into the coping strategies. Um, as uh, indicated, uh, I've got a little news column here. It's kind of interesting, but um, the spring break breakers, now there are um, in, in the United States, we they have what they call a spring break. And um, usually kids, college kids, adult, adults will gather and uh, most popular place would be Miami or and this place, in this case, it, it is Miami Beach. And uh, so they are still partying and the police uh, apparently broke up uh, crowds, just uh, a lot of crowds of spring breakers violating a new curfew. And I'm not sure what time that curfew was. Is um, so um, the um, um, there, there's not a really a people in Miami is just saying that they're not uh, they're more interested in partying than perhaps uh, keeping safe from from COVID and um, it looks like there's a bunch of videos on social media showing hundreds of people gathered outside um, when the curfew is 8 o'clock p.m. Um, I think this has uh, happened before. So um, Florida reopened months before the rest of the country as far as its COVID restrictions. Uh, Texas opened up um, or more or less uh, ended the COVID restriction r restrictions and 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 in um, the mayor's defense actually it's what he was doing is saying okay you're you're responsible for keeping yourself healthy and you you know what COVID is and so you know that it's best to wear a mask and so on and so forth so he's just leaving it up to um the business owners and having them be responsible plus uh, the people um and in line with that um president biden yesterday received a, an answer from his request he made a, i guess about a few weeks ago to um uh what you'd probably refer to as workmen's compensation benefits or the workman's comp team at least that's in what it's called in utah industrial uh i think it's called more or less has some industrial rules that you have to follow that to keep everybody safe and 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 they've come back and they're nationwide and they're saying okay we're going to do a temporary um we're, go we're going to write out temporary uh, rules regarding uh, what companies need to do to keep people safe from COVID. And one of those is going to be wearing a mask and keeping the distance and things like that. So in essence, all the businesses uh, 
industries. Uh, this is something they need to follow or else they get a very big fine, if not closed down for a period of time. Um, so that's the um, uh, news on COVID. And then we'll go to more or less the uh, um, uh, coping uh, skills. And this is from helpguide.org. And um, we're going to talk about, let's see, the, there's three basic, well, there's more than that, but there's this particular article um, addresses three basic problems. One of being depressed, second of feeling lonely, the third of feeling stir-crazy. So we're, we're just going to go down the line. We did the press depression yesterday, so the feeling lonely part we'll do today. And um, there's about nine things uh, that we'll briefly discuss. One is to find creative ways to keep in touch. And creative, I think, is the word to emphasize. That would mean probably, um, um, well, besides texting, maybe, uh, and, and emailing, uh, there's always, uh, all of the other ways that you used to coping, but, uh, or, or keeping in touch with someone. The, the, the second one here is actually, I think a really good idea. It's rekindling the art of writing letters, simple letters. So you'd, uh, get out your stationery and, write a little simple note or a letter to your friend or neighbors even. I think that's a great idea. Um, number three, engage with online community communities. And I believe Facebook may have some um, communities that you might be interested in. You just have to uh, kind of browse, take your time browsing, and then you have to um, tell the uh person who created the group that you want to join and then usually uh, it's not more than a day and you can get in and and be part of the group um the fourth one is helping others and i think that's a good one because it gets you outside if you, i mean you can you can bake cookies and take them to your neighbors or or just simply um you know uh do something even even less than that, just go over and just saying, hi, how you doing? And the fifth one is to get outside. And I've always emphasized that, even if it's for 10 minutes. The sixth one is talk to yourself like a caring friend. Now, that may seem like that would be odd, but actually it's not. Um, so just as a friend, though, you talk to yourself as a friend. Uh, distract yourself. I do that frequently. Um, I may be working for an hour intensely, or and, and then I, my mind uh, needs a break. And actually, uh, what I'll do is I'll just go over to uh, um, maybe TikTok or Facebook or something like that for 10 minutes and then go back to my work. And actually, that is kind of mind-refreshing. So the eighth one is take care of your overall mental health. And uh, that means, well, for me, it's, I would say, you know, you have to assess yourself uh, 
um, maybe uh, once a day or twice a day and say, hey, am I having real negative thoughts all the time? Am I, am I sleeping more than I want? Is it hard to get up? Or do I just, you know, feel, feeling lazy? Maybe you're suffering from depression, which is quite common. Number nine, uh, remember, this isn't forever. Um, and uh, certainly it continues to be giving uh, us all challenges. And uh, But I think it's more of an issue of just learning how to cope. Um, so... What I want to get across is in the meantime, if loneliness becomes too much to bear and you feel overwhelmed and in despair, please reach out. Um, there's a new National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and I'll put that number up on the description of this uh, podcast. So you can call and, and, or what I suggest if you're having suicidal thoughts, you go into your nearest clinic or hospital because it would it's very important that you get help right away in that particular case so um that's it for today we'll uh thank you all of you for listening and um if you uh think of something that you want to share as part of a podcast episode i'll leave you my email also you can also message me um, it's on the, um, uh, podcast, uh, description also on that page that comes up. I believe that you're get that you get, if not, I'm, I'll leave my email on the podcast, uh, description. So thank you. And you take care of yourself and have the rest of a good Sunday and we'll chat tomorrow. Thank you for listening.